0: Log Talk Radio. News. Usually, you all get the Night Talk with Sasha, the deep, sultry, sexy voice. But since this is the afternoon, we're going to bring it up after. How about that? Okay, great. So, I guess you're wondering, what are we doing? What is this crazy woman doing in the afternoon on a Sunday? Well, The seasons are getting ready to change. It was summer. Now we're rolling into fall. And when fall comes, of course, the days are getting shorter, less sunlight. But also, is one of my passions comes when the fall comes, because I love to read. Usually, I read all through the year, but the fall is the time of the year that I really love to read. Um, I love to get when it's cold on a really cold rainy afternoon to cuddle up with a nice piece of cover. <laughs> doesn't matter what it is, whatever it is. it could be a throw, a blanket sometimes for me, it's a house coat. I just be honest with you, it's one of my fluffy house coats, <laughs> but I like to cuddle up with a book and a cup of tea, and that's where sashas book corner comes from because a cup of tea and a book intersects and they meet right there in the middle and it's a lovely experience for me. Since we're not still kind of warm outside, um, I have my tea today, but it's not warm tea. So if you want to, you can, but I today have a bottle of Lipton tea it is strawberry... It's not strawberry, I'm sorry. It's watermelon and green tea. Yeah. It's really good. Um, I did try one that was mango, pineapple, citrus tea. It was not good. And if you r- remember, these are the Lipton tea in the bottles, the peach tea in the bottles. Um, And so... You can get the diet, whatever, but they have different flavors. I was perusing Walmart and um, came across these, and I thought, I'm going to give that a try. Watermelon and green tea. So definitely give it a try. Um, It's not too sweet. You taste a hint of the watermelon, um, but you also get a hint more of the a green tea flavor. So if you're not a green tea lover, then this may not be for you. But today with our tea, um, and our book, today we're going to be talking to Dr. Tamika Williams. Um, Dr. Williams wrote a workbook. It's an interactive workbook. You, it's one of those kind of workbooks where you can write in it. I love these kind of workbooks. Um, You can write in it, tear a page or two out of it if you need to. It's your book, but that's the kind of e-book that comes in a print version, and it comes in the e-book as well. But we're going to be having a conversation with her um, about her book, what set her to writing that book, and where her writing is going to take her. So join me in this conversation. All right. Um, And I have other announcements to make, but we'll get to that a little later on um, in the program. All right. I think I have her here. Tamika, is that you? It's me. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I am good. It's storming here. Today, so it gave me something to do (laughs) while we prepare for the rain. Oh wow! Well, we had that up here because I did I tell you where I was? I'm I'm compared to people when they when I tell them in Atlanta where I live, they're like, "Oh my God, you're really up there." It's just 72 miles, y'all. It's not that far. But I'm in northwest Georgia. And so... And I'm in, in the, the south. close south. to Florida. No, I'm north. And you're close to Florida? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you are. Okay. Well, I hope y'all don't get too much storming Um, that way. They didn't make me look out the window, see what's going on, because I haven't looked out the window. But anyway... <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. I know that you are a professor, and you also used to work in finance, right?
1: I'm a finance
0: okay. girly. Okay, money girl. Yes, I like that. I need, I need help. I really do. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> I'm a shopaholic. I, I am. I. I'm a self-admitting chopper, and, yeah, we'll get into that off air. It's, it's a mess. But tell us a little bit about, about who Tamika is, Dr. Tamika. To get the stuffy stuff out of the way, I am an educator. Yeah. I have been a professor for 10 years. And I teach organizational leadership, HR, general business, entrepreneurship in the School of okay. Business. Okay. I am an author. Mm-hmm. Most of my work is more academic at this point than to support my personal brand, but as you stated, I just released my workbook, and mm-hmm. I am a holistic three years working in finance of some capacity. I started my first 10 years in banking in the loan department on both the consumer and commercial side. And then I transitioned into being a financial counselor for a nonprofit. And so that's where most of my work has been sent. And from a personal side, I am a mom. I have a 22-year-old son. Okay. And anybody that has a child that age knows That can be a little work, but I have fun with them. I only have one child, and it's been just the two of us. Yeah, okay. Well, I can relate to the just the two of you because I'm an only child as well. I was an only child of an only child. So um, I can definitely relate to it just being the two of us. Um, It was always just me and my mom. Um Okay. So you are a holistic wealth coach. I know we talked about that and you were saying that you were trying to live a holistic life, but you wanted it to be more than just health, which was important to you as well since getting older, but you felt that wealth was also important. Um, Give us a little bit more info about the holistic wealth, what does that entail? What does that necessarily mean for you? During my time as a financial counselor, we focused more on budgeting, saving, debt management, investing, and those topics. But we didn't spend Mm -hmm. any time talking about life and how it affects those matters because financially, Money touches every area of our lives. So just like we talk about budgeting, our careers have a direct impact on how much money we bring in. So we still need to have those conversations about negotiating our salaries. Are you career? Are you looking to move up in the organization that you're in? What does that look like for you? Or... Relationships and money I'm 44 Still in the dating phase How do you have those conversations About money during the dating phase When you're married How do you have those conversations And how are you going to manage your money Within your marriage Those topics are just as important But there was just a gap In having those conversations And especially having those conversations From the perspective of Black women Exactly, so that's where I, I, I wanted to come in. Okay. So with your um, with your workbook, I know it talked about it touched on um, money and negotiating your salary and things like that. But does your other I know you say you have other books at academia. do they touch on that as well or is it how does that work? Dry is topics that are related to the subject matter of the book, so I don't really have any outside control over that. Mm-hmm. It's basically by the school. Okay. But in my personal life and how I teach and do workshops outside of that space, yes, it is a topic. I actually like to discuss that first because I like for people to decide what they want their lives to look like. So when you're setting your goals, whether they are personal goals, professional goals, or financial goals, you're aligning them with what you say you want. You're just not out here randomly saying, okay, I want to save $1,000. What do you want to save it for? What purpose does that $1,000 have for you? Mm -hmm. So vision planning. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. Vision planning was a very big part of, my work and how I teach. I am a firm believer that we can all live our life by design, but we have to figure out what that looks like for us as individuals. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and I was about—I didn't mean to cut you off while you were talking. Sorry. Um, like you said, when you're saving and you put something to it, a purpose to it, it makes it more, would you say, attainable or more personal when you attain a purpose to it? Sort of gives you a why. It attaches something emotional to it, and it gives you something to work towards that means something to you. We discuss emergency Mm -hmm. funds all the time. Oh, yeah. My life is different than someone else's. I have a son. My son used to live in Atlanta. So I had to take into consideration when I was mapping out what that looked like for me. Okay, I have a son that's three hours away from me. Yes, I have family members that can get to him quickly, but I need to get there. You know, that's my baby still. Yeah. So you take those things into consideration as well. I have friends who have children. We live in Georgia. They have children in California, Arizona. What would happen if your child called you in the middle of the night and say, I need X, Y, and Z? Would you be able to take care of that? Would you be able to get there? How much money is that going to take? So when I save money and put money aside, I look at those factors. Yeah, to see how much that money makes, would make practical sense based on the income that you bring in per the whatever month in the life that you live. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I'm writing that down because I I need to do that. <laughs> I definitely need to.
1: Well, I you, definitely
0: gotta start, you started doing the book. Oh, I I got out yeah, I did. I really did. And whoo, that first part where we had to write you had me write my stuff down and then I had to decide if I was gonna throw it away or burn it. I couldn't keep it. I was like You had me stressed. Nope. <laughs> Oh, but you feel I good. am that perfect. You felt better, though, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I really did. Because... Time. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, um, I, I did feel better. Because, honestly, I hadn't done that in a long time. I had... I mean, because I'm 46 now, and... I think the last time that I really did that, I had to be, ooh, I want to say in my early 30s, that I wrote stuff down like that. Like, I mean, real deep. Because she had it, like, for y'all listening, she had where you had to go in and you had to Now, now make sure I'm saying this right, that you had to write down your personal goals and what you wanted for every aspect. Now, I added a little extra. Some of the stuff in there, it's not that it didn't fit me. I did, it, but I added an extra little, because I have some health issues going on. And so Mm -hmm. with that, I added a little, like, longevity terms, like, okay, I want to live till I'm 55. I want to surpass the time that my mother, because my mother died at 52. I want to get to 52 and surpass my mother. That was something that I added in there, Um, Mm -hmm. because I have cancer. And... um, Though I'm doing well now, I don't know. You know, it's kind of, that's, that's kind of how it is. And so I added that in there for myself. Um, Something else I added was um plans of, and I know this is macabre and people are going to be like, because every time I say it, people say this. But how I want my last days to be, if I can't speak for myself, if I get too, too sick that I can't speak for me and what I want my funeral to be, I put that in there. Um, because it's important in counseling for cancer, because I'm in counseling for my cancer, it's important we talk about um, how – you set how you want your last days and what you want your funeral and those things to be. Stop saying that you're looking to die anytime soon. But when you write it down and you put it in a safe space and you put it on paper for people to know, and, you know, hey, you can find it in my desk so and so and so and so, um, you can forget it. And you can go on about the business of living because you have wrote down what you want and you can leave it alone. And that's kind of the, that's instead of the leaving it alone part, because you keep going into detail about how to map it out, which I really like because I I don't do that. I just write it down, and that's it. Sometimes (laughs) I just write my goals down, and that's it. I don't, I don't don't come back, and I don't. No, no, and it's that New Year thing, New Year, New Me thing. I'll write down some stuff that I want to do, and I'll put it on a piece of paper. I'll put it in one of my notebooks that I write everything else down. And then I'm like, okay. And sometimes I'll go back to it a couple of months later and look at it and like, did I accomplish anything? Oh, I kind of did that, check it off a little bit, you know, but I never, like you said, I never go through the follow through. So this time it was different. I really tried to do it. Um, it got kind of it got kind of hard in there a little bit. I'm gonna be honest with you because thinking about it and thinking about the things that I really want to do, it kind of made me a little sad because now a lot of the things that I'm thinking about doing, I'm having to do them on my own, where you know when you and I talked off air that my husband just died, and so A lot of stuff, we had plans and things together. So now me writing out my goals alone, just makes me miss him a little bit more and makes it real, you know, that, oh, wow, you know, Michael is really gone and the business of me getting on and living has to be done and I have to do it by myself. That makes sense. Yeah, I get it. You remember I shared with you the reason why I went ahead and did the workbook and put it out there. Yeah. Was because yeah. in January my uncle passed away. Yeah. And while I was getting dressed for his funeral, I got the call that my ex husband had been killed in a car accident. And I'm like, yeah. Who get who gets dressed for a funeral only to find out somebody else dies? I know, right? And so I sat through my uncle's funeral. It was. I sat through my uncle's funeral so that my family wouldn't be worried, had to get on the road Mm -hmm. to drive three hours to tell my son that his father had passed away. And I would spoken with Mm -hmm. both of them less than 30 days before that. And my ex-husband was telling me about how he wanted to expand his business And my uncle was telling me about some of the things that he wanted to do. And then all of a sudden they were gone. Yep. And I realized that I couldn't keep being an I'll start Monday because I was infamous for saying that. Oh, I'll just start on it Monday. I don't know when Mm -hmm. my last Monday is going to be. Like I I need to do as much as I can today. Regardless of what that looks mm-hmm. like, we're not going to wake up and have a million dollars and be able to do everything all at once. But if there's a restaurant that I've always been wanting to go to, I can take myself to mm-hmm. eat. I can just go. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, why wait on certain things? Like, I had put this. Exactly. This used to be a workshop I wrote in, like, 2016. And I had put it off. For a long time, because when I do workshops, you know, in certain spaces, I have to be kind of stuffy, cut and dry. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted my cut and dry version, and then I wanted our version. And I put it on. Yeah. And once my uncle passed away, I was like, I can't keep doing this, because he kept telling me, you need to go ahead and do it. You need to go ahead and do it. And after mm-hmm. I had that conversation with him, he was gone like two weeks later wow yeah life is so sometimes it it makes you yeah that was the reason why my birthday was um, August the 16th and it was a restaurant in Atlanta that I had told my husband that I wanted to go to and he looked it up. <laughs> I love my husband, but he was cheap as hell sometimes. And uh, he was like, "Uh uh-uh, uh, we ain't going there. That costs too much." And I was like, "But we're going for the experience." I, I always said to him. We're going for the experience. And so when my birth, my forty, my forty fifth birthday, I was. I had just finished chemo, and I was just, I was glad to be alive. I I really was. I was just glad to be alive. But this year, my 46th birthday, I was more than alive. I thrived, and I still am, and I wanted to celebrate. And I had all of this stuff planned. Oh, my God. It was going to be a three-day weekend affair. And one of the things that I wanted to do was go to Fogo the Child, and that's a restaurant in Atlanta. And I was like, I'm going to have the Fogo the Child experience where they come around and they just serve you meat off of spears and, and knives and stuff. And that's what I did. And my friends and I, it wasn't many of us, but we had such a wonderful time. You know, we had, we enjoyed ourselves. We talked, we laughed, we ate, we looked and like, sis, know you taste that. And it was such a wonderful experience. And that's what I want. You know, that's what I'm looking for now. And I... And I hate the fact that I had to get cancer to do that, to take basically those shackles off of myself to live my life how I want to and do the things that I want to do. And now it's like, okay, you don't have a whole lot of time. Now I get it. I and it's like, okay, let's go. Come on. Like, now i got a nose pierced and i got my septum pierced. Oh, I've just been kicking it up. <laughs> I'm looking to go get a tattoo. I'm still kind of on the fence on that one because I don't like pain. But I'm looking to get a tattoo. You know, so I get it. You're right. You can't keep putting... Monday off, and you can't keep putting things off, because time is not, time is precious, it's very precious, and it will keep going with or without you, and, um, I don't want to miss anything, so, yeah, I did, the I did the workbook, it was hard, though, some of it was, it was difficult, and for me, because, um, I know for some now my friend was on here, she's a planner and this was right up her alley. She would be like, Mhm, I've been telling you to do this. I bet mean, you are a planner. I've been telling you to write this stuff down. She's right, she has been. And that's what I and that's what I do to her. But sometimes it's a it's an emotional attachment. Like you have to really examine your life, and I love the way that you did the workbook because it was like I was talking to you, you know, because the first time that we talked, we had a great conversation, and I can feel, I can feel you in it, you know what I mean? So let's talk about that, how you wrote, I know you said you wrote this for us. So, and the pictures you used are beautiful. I love the cover. Um, Thank you. Let's talk about your voice in the in your workbook. How did you put your voice in your workbook? I have always been a person has just been me, regardless of where I am. You're going to get yes. Tamika, yeah, in my truest form even with teaching mm-hmm. my students are like you say some of the funniest stuff i was like but i'm serious though <laughs> i'm like i meant what i said it just comes out in a funny way and when i write yeah. i write that way because i want it mm-hmm. to feel more conversational than anything and i want it to be more relatable we're around the same age i'm 44 life is just different yeah. and i look at life differently yeah. I didn't want to be a person that had the money, but I was bankrupt Mm -hmm. in every other area of my life because that's what I focused on. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I take more of I want to be fulfilled. I don't want to go to work just to be at work. I want to do something fulfilling. I want to know that teaching is not the thing that I want to do long term. I've done it for 10 years and it's just time for me to move to start shifting Mm -hmm. out of that space, but I still love teaching, but it can look different for me to the point where I can still do it, but do it in my own way. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I can map that out however it it is I want to look. Yeah, Yeah, I I agree, because I think personally, uh, in talking with you and in reading your your workbook that you would be really good at it um teaching in your way in that conversational type way because it is relatable your workbook was very relatable and it was easy to digest you know what I mean like it was easy to it had a a good flow it had a really even flow to it and the way, and I loved also the little quotes that you had because I'm one of those people too. Like I, I love quotes, and I really appreciated that. And I was like, okay. I wanted to ask you though. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about doing a journal, a guided journal, a core journal? Yes, I have. I have so many ideas flowing. I need to narrow it down, which is why I do the book myself. I have done it. I did it a couple of years ago. And as I accomplished Uh things, I needed some more space. So I ordered a book and did it myself. Uh And I just want to map out things that to us. At this stage in our lives, like, things are different. Mm -hmm. If we're getting married in our 40s, that looks completely different Mm -hmm. than getting married in your 20s. We're more settled now. Yep. Careers, assets, Mm -hmm. that just look different. And we're also looking for different things, like, what does that look like for me now? Exactly. Exactly. And we we'll with there's and a space in the book for that too. It is? Mhm. Oh, I need that. I need that space too. <laughs> but yeah, it's I really I was portion. reading it. Okay. I yeah. Oh yeah, the vision port. Yeah. I need to go back and and reread that one. That's the part where um, yeah, it is broken down by areas of our lives so that we don't get stuck and leave something out. Our health is just as important as finances and it's just as important as our careers and our relationships and relationships with our families. We have to stop speaking that negativity over ourselves. It's just time to yeah. Grow and be us in our it truest form. It is, it is. I, I, yeah. And that the vision part. Okay, I skipped over that because I was I was too like okay. I read it. Let me not say that I read it, but I didn't write everything down when it came to that because I needed help. I needed to. I needed to think about it. You know, it's not. It's not something that I'm be honest with you. The the things that you have in there are not things that you can just quickly write down something. You have to be you're forcing a person to be authentic and you're forcing them to think deeper than just the surface of what how well, I usually think about things because when you go and talk about health, what does that really mean? Oh well, I want to lose fifteen pounds. Okay, how are you gonna do that? Um, when you talk about family and mending those fences, because you put that—is there someone that you need to apologize to? Okay, well. If it is, then you need to be able to articulate that and also be true with yourself and saying, oh, hey, I need to apologize. And, yeah. well, how am I going to do that? What do I need to apologize for? Well, I said X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? So it's not something yeah. that you can just go through here and just I mean, if you're trying to do it and doing it and mean it and really, as the title says, design your life, that's something that you can just write down the first thing that comes to mind and then skip a forward and keep on going. No, it's the, it's things that you need to actually sit down, contemplate, think about, and then come back and then think a little bit more. It's I mean, it's really making you look inside yourself. And I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. Because um, living an authentic life, um, I don't think, I, I haven't been diagnosed, and, and you have to stop doing that to yourself. But I think sometimes that I have, Symptoms of imposter syndrome, and um, so being my authentic, true self, and not hiding behind the mask. I'm still de- you know I'm still working on because I have, and um, I have lived behind the mask for a long time, and just to stop that. All of a sudden, it's not easy, and it definitely takes work. It, um, like I mentioned to you the other day when, when you asked me had I read it, and I was like, yeah, I'm reading through it, but I also think that there – I really think that this book, your workbook, would be very beneficial in a – counsel a counseling type of way especially when it comes to um black women and they're getting counseling in white spaces you know what i mean yeah. um because it gives it gives that that white counselor i'm not gonna say a roadmap but it gives them something that they could possibly recommend or pass on to their black um, uh, clients to help them take off that mask. Because it's hard to, when, when you are in a counseling situation and your counselor is white and you're talking about, taking off the strong black woman, and she doesn't get it because she's white. And in my counseling experience in the last two years or so, I've ran into that. And though the counselor I am with is, you know, she doesn't quite understand, but she's willing to hear and listen. I think it would be really beneficial to someone like her that come in contact with other clients like me and to have them to work on your to do your workbook or recommend it i'm gonna tell i'm gonna talk to my counselor about it. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind. I started going to therapy uh, okay. when I was fourteen years old. And that's probably one of the best things that my parents did for me and being open to it because, you know, we, some of us, oh, you just pray away, but you can pray and get help. And I had a white male therapist, and I grew out of that space, like, in my 20s because I realized what I was going through, Mm -hmm. he didn't understand Because he was almost equivalent to the people that I was working with. I was the only black person on the floor of the bank that I was working on. I worked in the loan department. Uh. There was nobody black up there but me. Mm -hmm. And there was one black board member that I saw every now and then, and he was just the sweetest person ever. But it was almost like talking to one of them. Like being oh, at work. Yeah. It was it was only so yeah. far he was able to go. Yeah. So I had yeah. to graduate out of that space into another. He was amazing. I saw him for years. But as I got older I just needed something different. Yeah. I can understand that. Um I I too have have had to do that um with my counselor uh i've had to go elsewhere um but she's still a resource that i can come back to when i need it especially in the field of cancer um but yeah i i get it it does make a difference and it makes a and also the age of the person that you're talking to um your counselor, your therapist, that makes a different. Because my counselor, she's in her 80s. And so I don't always feel comfortable being me when I talk to her because <laughs> me curses. And I don't want to curse in front of me, Mom. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I get you. <laughs> I get it. You know, I feel like I'm being disrespectful by saying those dirty words in front of me, Ma. But sometimes an f bomb is necessary, and and I have. She's like, you know, she says, "Well, I want you to say what you need to say, and if you if you need to say that, then say it. It's okay." I'm not offended. don't think so. Now, when I say it, I say, um, Denise. Go ahead. So that makes it a little bit better. But, yeah, you definitely have to get, I, you know, I, I've had a, another counselor that was um, my age, a little bit younger than me. But, yeah, it does make a difference. But I'm still going to introduce this workbook to her and suggest that she suggests to some of her, you know, clients like myself, Black, that they get it and that they work through it. And it being a a way of a discussion that they have between the two of them so that it can be a little bit more relatable. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I could get, that. yeah. I, I, Cause I think it, I, you know, I like her and I think that it's important because the times are changing and, and in that, you know, people, uh, what they need and, and how they get it changes as well. And i I think that it would be it would be very beneficial. So, but yeah, I think that if you thought about doing this as a gratitude journal, I would do it as a I journal because about, I can. I think thought it. about expanding it later. Okay, okay, I can see that because especially at the end where you have the daily, you know the and and that's what they call them in the planner world. They call them dailies. Oh, I'm learning. Oh, wow. I call my best friend the planner evangelist. But the day, they call them dailies where you can write down um, your for that day. And I think that it would be really good if you even expanded it to, I mean, you can go all kind of places with it, Tamika. Like you could go into journals and if you get like with the pictures because journals they they love the the stickers and being able to put stickers places and saying oh well i've i've done this goal and had a check and um yeah you could go all kind of places you could even make them daily and you can have them put into a planner, and you could work it that way. Look at me. Look. Right. <laughs> China. You sat here and mapped out a whole product. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Because it was, I think that, honestly... It will fit. And and pocket, and I'm going to tell you another thing. Excuse me. Not tell you, but suggest. Pocket size. Make it pocket size. Because you can put it in your purse and you can work on it during the day or whenever you get free time or if you want to like if you were to do it in a journal, you can have the um <clears throat> the guided you know how you have in the workbook the guided pro like, and the visions and the vision kind of like a vision board is what I call it mm-hmm. you can have that and then have just empty sheets of paper. So that during the day or whenever a person can just, today I thought about my my plan, my health, and I got bad news, my blood pressure is high, so I'm going to have to, re-. you know, you can just write your thoughts, but it's right over there on the back page. You still have your vision, you can look at it. And then you have your blank pages. <laughs> I use the ebook. um You know, I'm a print girl, so I have the print version. But I like the e-book version as well because I printed out the pages that you write on and I wrote on uh-huh. them. And I, I put them on my vision board and put the pictures around that section so that my pictures okay. really relate to what I said that I wanted. Because I used to be one of those people that my my vision board used to be so random. Like in the middle of the year, I didn't remember what it meant. Uh, Like why did I put that picture there? Or you have like pictures of words and stuff. And you were like, what was I thinking? At that very moment, Mm -hmm. I put that word on there. Mm -hmm. So I printed out the pages and wrote on them and i went to walmart and got a board and i just put the pages on the vision board and i put my pictures around that section oh, okay yeah okay Tempers that has some sense. amazing they pictures they do they do and um it was there are some amazing stickers (laughs) that you can get, especially like the pictures that you made, um, that you have on the workbook. They have stickers like that now, you know, like black women doing things and that would be wonderful to do. Um, the one that keeps popping into mind is um, the shop that keeps coming to mind. And I know the uh, Riri is going to get me. She's going to be like, what are you going to tell me? I, I would have done it. But shop by Keisha. And I know there's a, quite a few others, but I did print the pages out. Because at first I was just like, I'm gonna write on my notebook um all this, and then I thought, mm. so I print the whole workbook out, and i um I stapled it together, and I've been doing it that way, and um it worked out really well that way too,' cause I was able to hold it because I'm one of those people I like to hold my book. And I was able to flip the page back and look at it. And I added a couple. That's why I I added a couple of sheets of paper, because um, I was like, I need some extra room. And I know you said that, too. But I definitely need to get into what the sections of the workbook is really about and what they consist of. So the first, set is broken down into, how many sections is it? Four? Five. Oh, it's five. Oh, I can't. Mm-hmm. Did I skip something? You might be looking at the Bible because it's um, the plan and the work. They kind of go together, but they're in separate sections. Oh. So that's probably right. where you are. Yeah, but it's five separate sections. the plan. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I see it now. It is five separate, separate. Okay, you're right. I did. Cause I thought they were, I thought plan and work were together. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. Okay, my bad. I'm sorry. Um, so the first section is basically, I don't want to tell everybody everything about it because I want y'all to go out and buy it, but it's basically the plan, right? Would you say? In the first section? Yeah. The first section it's takes not the rule of getting rid of the negative. Okay. That's because how we you have okay. a very bad habit of holding on to things. But the more we hold on to something, we don't leave enough space for the things that we really desire to have. Our lives are so filled with just so many things that we don't want. Yeah. And it just takes you through so the just first. saying bye Go to If you We're need fine. to say bye to procrastination or whatever it is that you need to get rid of, you can get rid of it. So it's I'm gonna write that on my little page. Saying bye to And the it next. takes a while to get through. This is not something that I want people to get and feel like you have to do it in twenty four hours. It took me a couple of no. weeks to get through it because I pray and meditate first so that I am very yeah. clear that I'm speaking for me and not in a space mm-hmm. where what do people expect of me. Because I've lived that life Mm -hmm. for so long. From a professional perspective, you get Mm -hmm. full-fledged, Tamika. I can be myself in that space all day long. But from a personal Mm -hmm. perspective, I feel like I've had to walk the fine line. I'm the oldest on both Mm -hmm. sides of my family. So you're the one who typically has to set the tone. You can't be the one to mess up academically I have always excelled so people expect for you to well why don't you do this or well why don't you do that because I don't like it but then you feel like you're stuck in that space like my professorship I've done teaching for 10 years and it might be something that I continue to do here and there but I don't want to do it all the time and then you hear well why don't you want to do it anymore and people just don't get it like who said that I had to do it forever like I just don't want to do it it's no long drawn out mm-hmm. explanation it's just you've moved past that moment mm-hmm. but it then you me. almost feel guilty of being the person that can excel in certain spaces and then not wanting to do it you know it's like the family member that everybody mm-hmm. put pressure on to like be a doctor or a lawyer mm-hmm. And they just aren't interested but they try to push themselves through anyway. Yep, yep. for the sake of everybody else. How of how you feel that time. It does. I've I've had that feeling. Um, I was I was gonna do nursing. But I don't wanna be a nurse. I don't have anything Against nursing But I don't want to be a nurse um, But my grandmother was You should go into nursing You should go into nursing You'll always need a job You'll always need a job here. And so I tried to go into nursing But I never really It never really Stuck with me So I did it Yeah 'cause i'm I'm the oldest in um in my family and and you don't want you you have expectations and you don't want to disappoint people, especially your parents and your grandparents, but you have to live for yourself you have to live right. that life for yourself and do what and- makes you happy. Right. And I stopped just giving full explanations of stuff. Like, if I don't want to do something, I just don't want to do it. Like, it doesn't involve a dissertation. Like, we don't don't have to sit here and have a news conference. I don't want to do it. Okay. Exactly. Like, I have Mm -hmm. mapped that out at home, and Mm -hmm. it just does not make practical sense for me anymore. And that's Mm -hmm. why... I had to be honest with myself about what I wanted and what I wanted my life to look like, and I didn't want to be 80, looking back, saying, well, I should have went to Mexico. Yep. 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 Kind of having some of those. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because the worst thing to do is to look back over your life and have regret I feel like um, I regret not doing i should have I should have went to Vegas when I had the chance I should have thing to do to look back and 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 do that and um, and second guess yourself and not give yourself for me my biggest regret that I'm having and that I'm fighting through is the fear of failing so you have the fear of failing So then you don't do anything and you don't put yourself out there and you don't, and that's, that's the worst thing to do um, to yourself. So I'm definitely guilty of that. I was, I don't know why, but I'm definitely guilty of that. So that is something that I'm working on. And I like the point that you just made that this isn't, again, it goes back to what I said, Like, you have to take time. This isn't something that you're going to do in 24 hours. And I kind of went through it because I I knew that I was going to be on, you know, I was going to have you on the show. But it's really something that I'm going to work at and work through for however long that it takes me until I can actually visualize myself doing these things and setting a plan and working that plan because, again, I have never done that. You know, I've wrote things down, but I've never really went all the way through to the very end with my planning, my goals and and things of what of what I want the rest of my life to be. Because you can't go back. The only thing you can do now is just go forward and keep going forward. Right. So, and you said that you had, like, yeah. a fear of failure. I don't. I really don't have a fear of failure. I just feel like that just comes with the territory. I have a fear of success. I'm scared that I'm going to do something and it's going to thrust me into the spotlight and I'm going to end up being a one-hit wonder. Because you don't know. You never know, like, when you're going to do something and it thrusts you into the spotlight and then you almost go numb, like, what do I do now? Yeah, I'm scared of that. I don't have a fear of failure at all. I because I just feel like it's I, just part of the process. Everything isn't going to work out. But what do you do when that one thing works out? And then it puts, like, so much pressure on you to do it again. Like, what if I can't do it again? Mm-hmm. I have more fear of that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think I have both, Tamika. I really do. I think that I have... um. I have this um, self-limiting ideal of myself. I don't see the greatness in me that everyone else does. Everyone else seems to think that I am so great and that I'm so great at doing anything that I put my mind to. And I don't feel that way. I really don't. And I don't know why. I don't know where that came from, Um, but if I'm really honest, I think it's a, a, I'm fearful of succeeding and failing, so either way, it leaves me inactive, it leaves me stuck, it leaves me um, not giving my all. Because if I don't give my all, and I'm, I think it really comes down to a point of where I'm protecting myself from getting hurt. That's what I'm really doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um people just, look at me like I have I'm like such an outgoing personality. Yeah. And that I can talk to people and just be on alone. People forget that that was my job. I was mm-hmm. like, I had to be that way for work. If you're going to succeed in an environment like banking and financial counseling, like where you're going to be in front of people, you have to be on. So I know how to mm-hmm. be owned when I need to be on. I was like, that that was mm-hmm. work. I mean, I have just like a natural personality where I can get along and talk to people, but I'm trained yeah. in doing that. It's all I've done for exactly. twenty three years. So it's natural for me to just be sick as I don't know what and not feel like being bothered and walk into a room and Mm showtime. Mm-hmm. And I attribute that to, I know how to do that as well, but I also know how to do, I've learned how to do it from wearing a mask. Like, I learned how to do it from when I was in school. I um, I graduated with an associate in human services. And in that, we learned interviewing skills. And I do use some of my interpersonal interviewing skills when I deal with people. But I also wear a mask, and with my mask, it never, it doesn't crack. It didn't crack. It didn't. It showed all the pretty, the well put together, the well spoken, the um, the joyful, the laughing. But on the inside, I, I, you know, it's not always pretty. And so when people often see the not so pretty side of me, they are like, Where the hell that come from? When they see the angry or the ugly and they often wonder you know, it's like, Whoa, wait a minute because they did they didn't think it was there or they didn't see it. But that's that's my math. That's what my math does. It it gives you that pretty picture. I've always been about experiences. And if someone is in my presence, especially if they've come to an event or if you were coming to the bank for something, regardless, my job was to give you a good experience. hmm If I'm doing a workshop, I want you to have a good experience. When you leave, I want to be like, you know what, I learned something, but I also had fun. It was just a real chill environment. Exactly. Exactly. Because I don't like stuffy spaces. I mean, I've had to work in stuffy Mm -hmm. spaces, but I like to, you know, say a little word or two or to use the verbiage that I would typically use just in my personal space. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's how yeah. I do. I get that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and that's you know, that's what my podcast is. Because um, when you talk about, I I look at it and I try to use my podcast as a how would you feel if you were inside of my home? I'm going to be the best hostess that you've ever had. And you're going to think, oh, wow. I really enjoy being around Shalonda. Like, you know, I really enjoy that. Those people know me, you know. Um, I like that. It's so warm and cozy. And I love people to feel that way when they come to my house and so I try to run my podcast the same way and um so when you said that when you you're in the banking and, and you're in banking and you were on, I used to be on um, but this isn't this go run because this is my second time doing my podcast. The first time I started in 2012 and I was younger. Um, But this one feels like me. You know, this feels like the genuine, authentic me. And sometimes I'm not, I'm not pretty. Um, but I used to run my podcast like that, you know, I used to be on, like, as soon as as soon as the lady says, your your music is going to start at 5, 4, and by the time she, and I'm ready, boom, showtime, let's go, let's run it, but it had to be perfect, like, I had to sound perfect it had to run perfectly now it doesn't and I love that fact I love the that feeling that this is genuinely me and that I'm giving people the opportunity to actually get to see and know me and I'm getting to know me so um yeah it. it, I get, I get what you're saying. I definitely get what you're saying. Um, you have to, whew, it's you have to make some breakthroughs, and I really think going back to your workbook will do that for me if I work it, because I, I really like it. I, I mean. I could, you know, I know how to get on here and bullshit you, and and I could do that and make you feel like you were on on top of the world, but I'm not. This is genuine. Like I like it. I really like it, and I really I appreciate that. Took the time. I, I did. I really took the time to read it, and I'm gonna read it again. And because I'm in that place in my life now where this matters and what I put out there and what I want for me matters. So, yeah, I appreciate I appreciate you answering that um, welcome post (laughs) in Black Girls. (laughs) You know what the craziest thing? crazy thing. I wrote down in that workbook that I wanted to start doing podcast interviews that would lead to me start doing my own show. Not even two days Mm -hmm. later, a friend of mine sent me a screenshot of the group. She said, join this group. I think you'll really like it. I joined. The next day, you did a welcome post. And I told you that mm-hmm. I normally don't respond to him. I'll like it, but I don't, yes. I just don't normally respond. And I responded, yeah. chatting back and forth, and here I am. And here we are. And, here and we look are. at how fast yeah. it happened from when I wrote it down. Exactly. I just wrote it down, and I was just like, you- what I want to do. Yeah. And I. And you would be great at it, and I hope that you can learn something from me, and that I can—I hope that I can teach you some things because I really feel like you would be really good at this. Um, it would—it would be beneficial to pe to hear what you have to say. I really believe that because you are a genuine person. And I don't feel, you know, I don't feel that it's something that you're putting on or mm -mm. this is who you are. And I felt that in reading your workbook that this is who you really are. And I like that. And I like that about you. Like, there is no, nothing else. Like, this is who you really are. And I can I think people will appreciate that because I think people are looking for real and genuine people to get something from. And the things that you're talking about in your workbook and your well, holistic well, especially for us as, far as it's black women, is so daggone important. It's so important. Um, in a world now where the cost of things is just ridiculous. Um, We need more financial, especially black women. I think that we need black people in general, but especially us as women, because we are, we are the, the glue. We are what, if a man eats well and is taken care of well. That's because of the nine times out of ten, the woman that's in his life. So we are the the head of the family. Everything that comes happens does. It comes before us as women, especially when we are in that role. And so, it's really important that we that we are well. All around and uh, and hold so that we can do this as women and hold the family and lead our families. Cause the world is crazy and we need we gotta gotta get tough. You know we gotta we gotta get strong. And um, and with that, I think knowledge and being holistically whole as people as women is going to move us forward. where we need to go in healing from trauma I think that um, we all need to heal in a lot of places in our lives and I feel like whatever it is that you're going to add to this workbook I think that it will be um, it will be really well received it really will it will by me I'll put it that way I know for me, the way, the reason why I approach topics the way that I do is because when you work in that space, you mm-hmm. see people all the time that get into situations because of knowledge gaps, but conversations yeah. about, like, budgeting and credit just don't always solve that. Like, for me, yeah. I shared with you the other day, like, when I was in my 20s, I didn't know you could negotiate your salary. I thought once they offered you Mm -hmm. the job, whatever annual income, well, annual salary that they gave you, that was it. You just accepted and moved on. I didn't know how to negotiate my salary. I learned it from talking to people. But had I not had a conversation with someone about that, I just would have thought that that was the way to go. You apply for a job. If you get it, they'll tell you what your salary and your benefit package is going to look like, and you just roll with it. I never knew Mm -hmm. that you could negotiate your salary or negotiate benefits like more vacation time. Exactly. And, And it's not so much in people. There are people that don't know, but then there are people that know about it, and they need to... They need the confidence and knowing how to do it because it's one thing to know, but then I don't know how to do that. What do I say? What how do I how do I broach that subject? How do I talk to someone about that? And um, how do you talk to someone about that? <laughs> I was around twenty four or twenty five, like when. I had that conversation with someone, but I had the conversation Mm -hmm. with the president of the bank, who was a white male. And we just happened to be talking Mm -hmm. one day, and we got to talking about salary. And he told me about, like, negotiating salaries and, and what it looked like on the back end. And I eventually majored in HR for my master's. And I used to teach compensation and benefits, and I learned more of how it's structured on the back end. But just the average person, I didn't know that you could do that. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So think about it. I was lucky enough to have that conversation in my 20s, but look at how much money we've left on the table for people who don't get into that space until their 30s or even their 40s. Or at all. Because there are still people And sometimes people they'll be that... scared to ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I think, I think a lot of it is that people, one, they don't know how, they don't know to ask. And then the second one is they don't know how to ask? They don't know how to broach that conversation because they feel like, what if I lose my job? What if they, because I'm asking for more money, that they fire me? So they just take whatever they're given, and then there are some people that just, um, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to knock the buck the system, um, so they're just gonna work, and then they're going to retire soon if they can, and leave it at that. You know, we grew up, With like, hands. now they have so much access to everything. When we were growing up, you know, we couldn't use the Internet and the phone at the same time. You no, know, we had dial-up. We had to actually go to the library Uh and and look up the books and do our research. Like, we have just so much, Mm -hmm. but we still are learning and growing. Yeah. I didn't know, like, as far as retirement was concerned, I was fed into the graduate high school, go to college, get you a good job, stay there, and retire. I didn't necessarily know that retirement didn't have to come when you got older, if you were financially able to retire and just chill and do whatever, you could do that at any time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or retire and start a whole nother career and a whole nother section that you weren't even thinking about doing. Cause I, I watched a video um, the other day where this man was an inv- um, he was on, he was in real estate investment real estate and um, he retired and now he's making money hand over fist doing um, YouTube videos. And now he has a Patreon. Well you so, your businesses. Beyond. I watched I watched people in banking that had real estate but their whole family was involved. Like several of them owned properties. The nephew did the lawn because he owned the lawn care business and then there was somebody else in the family that did the maintenance and repair. So they kept all of their money within their family in different ways. So the money that they took in, they weren't necessarily paying someone on the outside to take care of stuff. Like somebody in their family took care of it. Like I didn't have to take care of the lawn care, but I knew that like her nephew had a lawn care business and he did the launching. Mm -hmm. So that check didn't go to somebody on the outside. It went to a family member. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just imagine if we as family could work together and do that. How much income and how much, Financial wealth we could have if we learn how to work together. That particular family, that woman's ex-husband was still doing stuff with that family. I said the ex-husband so Wow. They were, they played no games, none. All that money circulated <laughs> within their family. Wow. ex-husband was still making money, too. Wow. The ex-husband. Yeah. And we may not can get along as husband and wife, but we can make this money together. <laughs> they were just as chubby as they could be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Because money can do, you know, money can do that. But those are things out. That I probably would have never just taken into consideration or looked at like that had I not looked at people's mm-hmm. financials for a living. And yeah. on the commercial lending side, we didn't see as many people, so we got to know them very well. And they'll share any information with you if you just ask. Like, because we would have deep conversations with them all the time. And I was like, wow, I would have never thought to do that that way. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people that are willing to share their knowledge um, in those spaces. Everyone is not the same, and you can't categorize everybody the same. Um, but, yeah, there are people that are willing to, to share. I've met a couple. Uh, I've met a few people that have given me, um, not personally, but in watching their content, they have given me ideas and of how to make podcasts make money and to make it work for you, you know. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm I'm definitely, you definitely have to be willing to learn and sometimes look outside of the box um, to get what you want. But the main thing is implementing it, making it work, doing it making it do what it do for you Um, that's the biggest thing so um, what else let me see where can people find I think I put your link tree yeah I did I put your link tree so that's where people can go and find your um, workbook right uh-huh, and I am on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of my pages have the same handle. It's Dr. Tamika. that's T-O-M-E-C-C-A, and you can okay. follow me there, and the links are all in my bio. Yeah, and if I just said Dr. Tamika, they never would have found that because my name is still all kind of weird. So no, they wouldn't have found it. Um, and you can also get the um ebook under her link tree. And if you also, if you're looking for her link tree, it's Dr. Tamika as well, isn't it? Right. Yes, yeah. I read it. There. Yeah, her link tree is Dr. Tamika as well. And go under her link tree, and you can find. Uh, you can get the book, the workbook print from Amazon, and then you can order the ebook from your personal website. Correct? It's a link that'll take you directly to the form okay. to fill it out, and you get okay. instant access yeah. right then. Okay. Okay. Um, so what else is coming up for Doctor Tamika? What else are you doing? Right now I'm building um, my social media presence bigger. I've always done, you know, things behind the scenes. So I'm building my social media pages. So follow me there. And then I am working on my first book that will be coming in the next couple of months. It is finance related, though. Okay. That particular project. Okay. Well, you know you have to come back and let us let us know. We we'll read it and talk about it. Um, and you said you said you're on TikTok as well. I need to yes. Get yeah, I need to get TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. Everybody. Yeah. I, was
1: I was trying to work my. Job. Job.
0: I, am too. I was a lurker for a long time. <laughs> I'm starting to post yeah. videos probably towards the end of next week. I have to edit them and get them posted. But yeah, I like TikTok. It's short, sweet, to the point. People move on. It's yeah. cute. It is. I um I have an account on TikTok, but I don't do any, like you, I'm a lurker, I just, I just be looking at stuff, I tell not to get on there so much, but um, I am now oh, obsessed with Instagram, because I can find so much, and so many different people, and have so many different conversations on Instagram, it's just, it's just weird. Um, but I am, and I'm on Threads, but I haven't figured out how to work Threads yet. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I can't post anything. I'm like, what is this? I don't know what I'm doing. Um, if anybody wants to help me with Threads, please, please look me up on, uh, either Threads on the night House with Sasha or Instagram because I'm lost woods. I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't do Threads. And I didn't like Clubhouse. I like Clubhouse like when we didn't have anything to do like during COVID. And it kept you just kind of entertained then. But I haven't looked on it Mm -hmm. since. Yeah, you don't really hear anything about Clubhouse. Because when it first first dropped, it was like, boom, everybody wanted it. But yeah, you don't hear a lot about it anymore. Yeah, and we were stuck in the house mm-hmm. during that time, so you know we were occupying being a Clubhouse on Instagram at yep. night, listening to yep. the DJs, hmm and the verses and all that. Yeah, absolutely, we uh-huh. were. Um, now it it was one that was that supposedly came out or was gonna come out it was done by um some some people that used to work at at x because it's no longer called twitter called x um but i don't know what happened to that platform if it's still out there but um but i like i think instagram is um there were some people on Instagram the other day saying that Instagram is going to be taken over by the young people because all the older people are going to TikTok. And I'm like, you crazy. There is a healthy mix of both. Um, so I don't know, but I just lurk on TikTok. I, I don't, I'm trying to come off behind the, the behind the scenes as well, but it's not, it's not working too good, so. But, um, is there anything else you want to share with us? I'm missing book club, it's okay, it's all right. Um, that you want to share with us about you, what you, I know you said you got a book coming up in a couple of months in finances, and you told us where we can find you all over, is there anything else? Nothing, just to come hang out, get you a workbook so that we can all live our best lives together. I'm exactly. all for it. I just want people to just do what they want to do. I'm here for it. Exactly. exactly. Yes, definitely get our workbook because it's really good. It's a really good and it's a really entertaining workbook. It's not just something to have you doing. It's really going to make you think and um, definitely get one. Cause, yeah, design your life, your best life. It's time. Um, okay, so I need to make a little announcement. Now, I know that you all have noticed the difference. But, yes, they're, as of right now, they're no longer the co-hosts on Night Talks with Sasha. Um, I am restructuring the show, and I'm also taking some time off for myself. Um, I need to, I want to work things and make them work for me. Um, But no, for those that may have been curious or wanted to know why Beauty and Swing were no longer on the show, they are no longer on Night Talk with Sasha. It's just me. Um, So I'm going to take October off and work on how I want this show to be, what I want this show to be, and how I'm going to go forward. Um, I thought that I needed someone to help me to do this show, Um, but I've come to realize that I don't. And it's nothing against them. Um, They're both wonderful people, and I thank them for the seven months that we spent together. It was it was good. I think that if we had a I think we could have went on and did something great, but that's nor here nor there. Um hopefully we can get to a point where beauty and swing both can come on and say their final goodbyes or whatever they would like to say to you all. The listening audience, but as of right now, um, it is just me, Sasha, and um it's probably going to be just me, Sasha, that's going to be hosting Night House with Sasha. Um, I can't feel Michael's place. I wasn't trying to. Um, it just wasn't. It just didn't work how we wanted it to. And so the best thing for us to do is try to part ways and still keep our friendship. Um, And I hope that we can do that. Beauty Swing, I love you both for loving me as you both did and doing what you thought was right. And watching out for me. And I appreciate the time and the effort that you both put into this show. It wouldn't have been half of what it was without the two of you. Um, Maybe one day um, we can come back together and make it work. But right now, Shalonda needs to do this for Shalonda. And um, things that I need to do. There's a legacy that I want to leave behind. And there's a voice in some people that I want to touch. And I thought that I could do that with y'all, but I think that I need to do this on my own. Um. I love you both, and I hope that we can one day be what we were, and if you ever want to talk to me or call me, I'm always here. If you need me, I'm always here, because no matter what, I love you both. Equally. Beauty. I'm sorry. Um, it had nothing to do with you. And I'm sorry that our friendship. Um, has ended. Because of it. Maybe one day we can be the friends that we were and maybe we can know each other the way that we want to. Same with you, Swing. When you want to do your show and you want to work it and do it for you and get your show out there, Come talk to me. I got you. I hope you do whatever you need to do. But y'all, I just gotta do this for me. This is about me. And yeah. So I um I'll be back in November. I might be back a little bit sooner. It just depends on when and how I get things done and what I want to get done but um but yeah I need some time um to mourn and I'm not going to do that over there. so bear with me and um and listen to some of the other shows, <laughs> and just know that um it's gonna be okay, everything's fine, and I'll be back, and that's all. So, thank you again for listening to Sasha's Book Corner. I want to give a special thank you to my guest, Dr. Tamika Williams. Thank you, Tamika, for coming on. <laughs> My last show. <laughs> You're welcome. I really appreciate it. Um, I really enjoy it. I hope we can talk to each other. Don't be a stranger. Okay. And I won't either. Okay, great. Um, but thank you all again for listening to Fosha's Book Corner, uh, where books and tea meet. Um, I have been your girl, your diva, your hostess, Fasha. And I want to thank you all for listening. Stay safe. Have a great week. And be good to each other. And be good to yourself. All right. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>